Welcome to the Overflow Taps Craft Beer Experience. Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast where we talk about anything craft beer with a heavy emphasis on tasting the beer. My name is Jesse Nelson and as usual, I'm here with my good friend, co-host, business partner, and fellow craft beer fan, Adam Stacy. How's it? Uh, today we're tasting two different IPAs from Block 15 Brewing Company. Uh, this brewery is ranking high in the hype factor within the consumer beer scene here in Bellingham. And so we thought we'd feature them on the podcast today by tasting two completely different beers side by side. Same style, but two different mm, beers. Yep, yep. And so, Adam, before we get to this, I feel uh, we would not be doing Bellingham beer any justice. This isn't a Bellingham brewery, right? No, this is not. Correct. So we would not be doing Bellingham beer any justice if we didn't talk about why we were closed. The Barkley Village location was closed. Our Overflow Taps location was closed for a couple hours uh, on Monday. We got an awesome opportunity to um, host the beer industry, basically the brewers, owners um, from all the breweries in town. Most of them were able to make it out for uh, a little gathering to talk about the uh, documentary, documentary that, that's yep. uh, getting filmed here in, in the Bellingham beer industry. So yeah, we got to, during beer week, uh, we went down and we watched the trailer and it's, it's really cool. It looks like it's going to be a really cool project. Yeah, we watched that. Uh, we watched the trailer at Aslan Brewing, right? Yep. And pretty much got a, quite a bit of brewers in town that were there, which was neat. And then uh, we hosted one of their meetings at our Barkley Village location. So if you showed up there and and we were closed, we're sorry about that. Uh, but we did have kind of the who's of the who in the in the brewing scene. Not everyone there, but a large majority of brewers and brewery owners there, uh, which was really really fun. Yeah, yeah. For right now, they're they're calling the documentary Brewing Ham. Um, so make sure to follow them and check it out and kind of yeah. all along as as it progresses so so let's talk a little bit more about the brewery we're featuring in today's uh, tasting so we were just talking about this today as far as when we first learned about this brewery yeah i haven't known about this brewery for very long um i actually found out about him through elizabeth station the first time i saw the sticky hands which is one of the beers we're trying today um the can release there so we walked in and coco was all you know yeah. assuming we were there for the sticky hands and it was Which kind of we just weren't. a coincidence, but <laughs> we grabbed some anyway to, and you know, I was, I was blown away. So I've, I've been starting to see and hear a lot more about this brewery, um, seeing them on, you know, beer, beer groups online and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely doing, um, doing really well, making a name for themselves and kind of building up that hype around their brand. So yeah, yeah. What Elizabeth Station does well is they they post a lot of beer photos on their Instagram account. So I think that's when I first saw it come across, but forgot all about that uh, until we showed up, and it was kind of neat to just show up and like, well, yeah, there's a few cans left. We'll take a we'll take a little bit of those, and so I'm excited to to taste these beers today. Yeah, man. Yeah, there's been a few. I've seen a few variations of them come out, um, you know, over the past few months. But yeah, so the two beers that we that we're yeah you know talking about is uh. We got sticky hands and uh, the audacity of opacity is the new release from them. That oh, we're nice! Out so too, two so. IPAs, two IPAs, and then uh, so that audacity of opacity from them. They got a what? What drew me to that was kind of the the can actually. Some of the words on the can, like what is what's this? What's this can all about? Yeah, so I think they're um, you know making a play on on the whole hazy IPA movement, and so they're they're. Uh, the can actually says, it kind of looks like a book title. Um, and then on the bottom, it's 
the the fine print is thoughts on reclaiming clarity in the American IPA. That's pretty so, good. That's pretty yeah, good. So we um, heard that the beer is very clear. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm kind of excited to try it and see. Um, the sticky hands is you know hazier beer, so it'll be kind of two two pretty different beers inside a technical style IPA, but yeah. Yeah. And we're actually drinking their Pilsner right now. As we talk about this, we're not going to go too deep into tasting notes, but uh, it is a pretty good Pilsner. Yeah. Yeah. Very impressed. So Adam, where's this brewery located? So they're down in Corvallis, Oregon, which is, um, you know, kind of, kind of in between like Portland and Eugene, I think a little closer down towards Eugene, but, uh, yeah, kind of right in there. It's, uh, I think that's a, uh, I don't, I'm not too familiar with the area, but, I've started to hear a few more breweries popping up around there and stuff. So it seems to have a pretty growing um, craft scene there. And I know um, Two Town Cider House is out of, out of Corvallis as well. Oh, they're they're right. one of my personal favorite cider companies right now. And so it's it seems like it's you know got a lot of good things going on down there. Maybe one to you know make a trip down to soon. Yeah, we've been meaning to make down a trip down to Oregon. Just haven't yeah, gotten there. Yeah, yet. there's a few places I need to get to. I haven't gotten there. Do you happen to know maybe when they opened? Yeah. So. They opened um, in downtown Corvallis in 2008, and it's a seven-barrel brew pub that's still open today. And they've since in uh, in 2015 they they opened a second production facility a little further south in Corvallis, and uh, they're doing 20 barrels there. Got a bottling canning line, which is why we're starting to see some of their you know can releases making it up here a little Very bit nice. more. But Very yeah, nice. they're still as far as I know they're still self-distributing, so it's pretty limited distribution is why you, you know you're not seeing this beer everywhere but they also have uh i was reading about their barrel program they have a pretty impressive barrel program going mm. on too so that started it sounds like it started pretty much right when they got out of the gate in 2008 and they have over 180 barrels which include bourbon brandy cognac wine rum whiskey and organ oak barrels so they got all kinds of stuff going on wow and they've got a pretty uh pretty intensive like wild and sour program going on too and then you know with that they actually are they're using a lot of these barrels for that too as well as just traditional aging but uh i read that they actually had the very first cool ship in the pacific northwest set up so that's that's pretty rad oh this this is kind of a big time brewery that we're just we're just coming up on here yeah sounds like they're they're you know they flew under the radar at least up here i think just because of their distribution for for a while but Seems like they've been making waves down there, so it's pretty cool. And for those of you who don't know, a cool ship is uh, it's kind of like a um, like a large, wide, shallow um tank. Yeah, if you picture like a baking pan or something, yeah. it's kind of like that on like a much larger scale. That uh, they'll the brewers will will pour the hot wort like fresh out of the boil kettle into there and let it as it cools, it draws in the the yeast that is just natural in the air and uh. Yeah, it's spontaneous fermentation that's called. So that's very cool. It's a little risky. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's a little uncontrollable to some degree, (laughs) but sometimes you get some really cool beers out of there. I think I saw on Instagram yesterday or over the weekend. Did you see what did was Wander Brewing visiting Fieldhouse up in Canada? Yeah, doing a cool ship. Yeah, it was. was? Yeah, they they uh, Wander in Bellingham has has a cool ship as well, and they trucked it up to. Fieldhouse right across the border in Abbotsford and and just did a uh, collab beer with them. So and I'm excited yeah, about that. Yeah, beer. I'm excited to talk to them and see what, <laughs> yeah. what what's going on with that. See if you can't get one of those for sure. That would be pretty rad. 
Cool. Yeah. So it sounds like this brewery's, you know, kind of hitting all spectrums of the the beer um, styles, you know. And so I'm I'm hoping that we'll start to see more of them up this way, um, and and we'll kind of grab what we can from them. Dig it. I dig it. So we're gonna move into this beer a little bit. The only problem is I got them down in my fridge. So be back in just a second. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about these two beers. Cool. Yeah. We uh, Jesse just poured these these two beers out side by side. So we're kind of first thing we're doing is just taking a look at the difference of what they look like. Mm-hmm. The the sticky hands is definitely uh, a a lot hazier. It's uh it's not like milkshakey or like you know like where it looks like straight orange juice or something like some of these hazy beers. It's got a nice golden orange hue to it yeah and a nice pretty thick head on there Mm -hmm. and then uh the audacity is definitely it's it's very clear um it's got a a little more color than i was expecting i thought it was going to be like really really pale but it's um they're actually right around the same color tones the other one's just uh just more just more see-through more yeah definitely both really nice color to them some of these hazies are starting to get kind of almost unappealing to look at <laughs> yeah, but both of yeah. these ones look really good so got a little sunlight shining through it looks nice cool cool so uh do you have any uh any tasting or aroma notes from these at all or are we just getting into it the sticky hands um i was trying to find out a little bit more on the ingredients with that one but uh they have the hops classified so they're they're ah. proud of this beer so they're not sharing much in the way of that but classified hops but uh they did they did talk a little bit about the hopping process which i that was kind of interesting um they're they're using twice over twice as much hops in dry hopping as they use in the kettle, so it's gonna be a pretty like gentle bitterness and a lot more for which beer for for sticky hands. Very nice, a lot more aroma coming out of the hops Ooh, there. All right, well let's smell yeah, this let's thing. See, huh? Yeah, let's see what we it. get. So we're we're drinking these out of a these ones are actually we're drinking out of a, a nice big wine glass, but uh, I thought it was pretty cool when I was reading up on sticky hands a little bit. They actually talk about, you know, proper glassware that they prefer this beer to be drank out of. And so you definitely can pick up on a lot more of the aroma coming out of a glass yeah. like this. Something that has a nice round bowl and kind of tapered nose is going to trap some of that aroma in there and uh, allow you to kind of smell it a lot a lot more than I like if, it. if you're I like drinking it. out of a full full glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, that's got a lot of hot foot aroma coming out of it. Oh, something else... Um, Something else that we should mention is, so on the bottom of these cans, they actually have uh, a canned date, and uh, this Sticky Hands is canned on May 7th, and today, as we're recording, this is May 10th, so oh, wow. this is literally Super three, three days in the can. So. Yeah, I'm looking at, once you said that, once you said <laughs> that, you, I picked up the can and, and looked at it, and he's right. This can reads May 7th. That is cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely getting a lot of hop aromas coming out of this a lot of um kind of tropical tropical notes um but also kind of a like just like dankness yeah i was gonna <laughs> say i smell some i just smell dankness yeah. and usually it dankness just, comes in a taste but i can really smell yeah. it in here it just smells like it's gonna have a lot of uh hop oil to it yeah, almost like it's just got like so much fresh great. hop in there do you want to smell the other one first you want to go and drink this yeah let's, let's do smell that. the other one first cool I want to drink that beer right now. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> sticky <that's>... hands. <laughs> All right, so again, uh, which which beer is this? So we're moving on to the audacity of opacity poured in an, in a tulip. Jesse's got a tico over there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So another another nice class for getting some aromas out of it. 
this Tico here is courtesy of Aslan Brewing. <laughs> I don't have one of ours. Definitely more subtle. Um, I mean, there's still it's still a great hop hop aroma there, but uh, not as not as like in your face as the the sticky hands. Yeah. So they, they it says on the can that the goal with this one was still to make a a you know juicy IPA, just without the the haze that's normally associated with that. Yeah, I get a it's a similar aroma. Just feels like it's maybe be maybe um, less. Yeah, definitely. I'm getting some kind of like mango or passion fruit or some tropical notes to this one as well. I feel like my nose is a little off today. Both both the beers to me actually smell very similar, but the um, what's this thing again? The audacity of opacity is just a little more mellow. Which ones do you want to taste? You want to taste the other one first? What are we doing here? How are we doing this? I think I'm going to move into this one real quick right, while we're on it. it. Let's do it. I almost get like a little bit of a lemon smell in there too. It's got like some real kind of real citrusy. Of course, once you said that, now I can pick it up a little bit. Ooh, it tastes really good. Very smooth mouthfeel. Yeah. Very smooth. It's almost almost like a cream, a little bit of creamy mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a gentle bitterness on this knot. West Coast bitters IPA. It's it's a lot on the end there. A lot mm-hmm. of hop aroma flavor yeah. in there, if you know yeah. what I mean, where it's not not a lot of bitterness. Bite. Yeah. yeah, like bite. Yeah. Pretty approachable IPA. I agree. Very good. I agree. Yeah. Good mouthfeel on this. It, um, Adam's right. It's very, very smooth. Smooth drinking IPA. And then when I first tasted it, I did get, seemed like maybe I was getting a little bit of melon in this. A little cantaloupe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very neat. Very, very neat. That is a really good, that's a solid IPA. Very solid IPA. I'm not giving Adam much much love here as far as aroma and taste today, but I'm <laughs> getting there. Yeah, I didn't taste much. Um, like it, it was definitely an easy drinking IPA that had, the word balance is kind of a tricky one. It was, it, to me, it tasted well balanced, but mm-hmm. it, it definitely is in favor of the hops there. You're not picking up much on the on the body. It's, I'm, I'm assuming pretty much a Pilsner malt bill pretty light um not a lot of not a lot of residual sugar or sweetness to it at all so just kind of a crisp like clean malt bill with with a lot of hop Mm -hmm. aroma Mm -hmm. all right moving on to the sticky hands i'm excited for this one and that smell that it's just strong it's got so much hop aroma coming off this i love how fresh it is you can notice the difference i think that's the 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 dankness that we were describing in the aroma is just that the the freshness that you just don't really get on most beers because it it kind of fades off in the can after yeah by the time you you know you're typically grabbing something off the store shelf I still feel like these are very again very similar beers just uh you know one's a little stronger than the other in all areas and so it's like with this beer I still get I'm still getting a little bit of a melon in the out of this beer for sure definitely uh, a yeah, resiny right. Yeah, this one's got a a lot, um, a lot more going on in the mouthfeel for me. It's a, you can it it's definitely a heavier beer. I'm looking now at the ABVs. This is a eight point one, so this is more of a imperial IPA. The other one's a seven percent, so you can definitely kind of taste the the difference in alcohol there, and uh, it's just a little bit a little bit heavier heavier mouthfeel to it. But I think I think just like the other one, it's a it seems it it's a pretty well-balanced beer. I mean, it's got a lot of 
hoppiness going on in the aroma and the flavor, but overall, like in the taste profile, it seems pretty balanced. Yep, yep. There is a little bit more floral notes out, mm-hmm. coming out of this one too. It's kind of a nice combination of that that citrus tropical fruit with some kind of dankness and and floral notes too that that kind of go really well with it. The grains are actually listed on this one. That it does have some some other stuff going on with the two row and the um, best ale and and some pale wheat. So the wheat's definitely going to help kind of contribute to that that. Mouthfeel. Smooth mouthfeel yep. and, and the yep. haze. I'm really excited about how fresh this thing is because, like, the, o- the only way to get, I mean, this kind of like beer this fresh really is just to go down to the brewery and get a can of it. You know, at least here in Bellingham, I mean, it's hard to get beer this fresh. Right. The other one, um, not to be like shot down, but this one is actually really fresh too. It was it was canned on the first, so I mean, this one's we're talking like you know nine or ten days old. The audacity. And, of yeah, audacity. so both are still extremely fresh, which is really, really awesome. Smacked my mic right there. Do you know what tangelo is? Tangelo. I have no idea what tangelo is. Is it a type of fruit? Yeah, I think so. It's described as one of the aromas on audacity, but I'm not familiar with that. Tangelo. I don't have any idea what tangelo is. I don't want to look it up because I, I do want to look it up. Oh, it's, dude. So a, so a tangelo is a citrus fruit hybrid of a tangerine and a pomelo. So it's a kind of in that tangerine family. That's the aroma it said you pick mm-hmm. up out of, out of the out of the which one? The audacity. Of course you can smell it now that somebody said something, yeah. but well, we definitely got to get down there and uh and check this brewery out. Yeah, watch out for these cans. Like I said, they're they're self-distributing up here. Um and so they're they're not always in stock, so they usually I think come every few weeks and um, sell pretty quickly, so it's sometimes hard to get their, get your hands on. But we see it, block fifteen. So, what's your favorite beer of these two? You know, it's hot. They're both incredible beers. I would have to say, it would have to like. I think I don't know. I think if it's situational on these two because they're both so good, like Desert Island beer. I think I'd go with the Audacity just because it's a little bit easier drinking, lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but. If I'm in the mood for like a really good IPA, like I might go for the sticky hands. If sun's out and I'm playing some long games, I'll probably <laughs> go for the audacity, you know? <laughs> so it's a tough one. I don't I don't think I could pick a winner. I think it's situational on that one. Yeah, like the sticky hands, I feel like I could, it's one of those beers where I could probably sit here for a little bit and chill and just sip on this beer for a while until it's gone. Um, almost like hanging out, having a cigar or something by a fire or something. It's, it's, it's one of those beers. It'd be a good food beer for sure. Yep. Maybe not a cigar, but definitely food. Actually, I haven't really figured... I haven't really found cigars and beers to go that well. There might be something I'm missing. I know that goes really good with, with like whiskey and stuff, but um, every time I have a cigar with my beer, so it's like, I mean, it like the cigar just like takes over the beer. So yeah. there's probably something out there that works, but I would have no idea what that is. Probably some like barrel-aged stout or something. Yeah, yeah. That something kind of falls more big along the lines and bold, of- yeah. A little bit of that and some salami or something. Well, sweet. Uh, let's wrap this thing up, man. We should cheers. Let's cheers to uh, this awesome beer from Block 15. Yeah, cheers. Look forward to getting down there and trying, trying some more of their beer. Thank you so much for listening. Adam and I truly do appreciate it. We own a social good tap house up here in the Pacific Northwest that donates 25 cents a pint to charities that provide access to clean drinking water in developing countries. And so we started this podcast to just connect with more people and hopefully spread more awareness for 
our mission. Again, thank you so much for listening.